thank you for singing. And uh, also, man, sure we miss the two guys here. Uh, David, can please continue to pray for, for David. Um, yeah, his, uh, we know his health and um, battling for it. And, and I, we hope and pray uh, that uh, he will heal as soon as possible and be returned here. Um, for Tadala, it's a different case, I should say. But uh, keep him in your prayers, please. Um, and, uh, and it's always a, a privilege. Um, I always uh, take this as a privilege always when, when standing and uh, preaching the Word of God. Um, really, a lot, of, a lot of us is... A lot of uh, Christians, I should say, it's not are 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 not called to to preach. Um, when it's when I'm saying of like in the pulpit, I should say. But we are called to preach the word of God in the gospel of Jesus Christ wherever we we will go. And by standing here, it's it's a privilege to to give to you the word of God. Um, as I've been reading um, in in Bible reading, it's amazing how how the Lord would uh, you know you've been reading. Yeah, I believe that um, there are you know all of you like reading the passage over and over again, and it's amazing how God would would give you principles that you've seen that passages but but again you would see it um, in a newer sense I'm not saying new revelation here but it's a fresh one and I believe that the Bible is inexhaustible you can spend the whole uh, the rest of your life and still you haven't complete of what um, the, the Lord is trying to say for your life and for for um, you know for the ministry that God has entrusted into you, and so um, I will uh, let's turn our Bibles in Exodus chapter uh, chapter seven. Exodus chapter seven, and of course the book of Exodus would tell us uh, it's. Um, I should say, in my opinion, is also t told, uh, told, uh, tell us about the freedom of God. It's, it's about the characters of God. And there's a lot of this in this instance. And we will see the reason why God freed the people of his people out from the bondage and slavery to Pharaoh. And we will read verse uh, 16 in, just in one passage. But of course, along the way, along the way, we will study the um, some parts of the book of Exodus. So, Exodus chapter seven. Uh, we'll I'll be reading verse sixteen. The word of God says, "And thou shalt say unto him, The Lord God of the Hebrews hath sent me unto thee, saying, Let my people go." that they may serve me in the wilderness. 
and behold, hitherto thou, thou wouldest not hear. So let's begin this in a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you for giving us the freedom that we can have, especially in preaching of your word. At least for now, we know that no one will come here and just shut us out, shut us down because of preaching your word. And I know a lot of nations and places around the world don't have this privilege that we have. And so we thank you for giving us your word, giving us the privilege of this time that we can um, gather together to hear from your word. We ask that you will give us understanding through the Holy Spirit and help us, Lord, to glean principles, not our own principles, but principles that came from your word. And so we ask also, dear Father, to give us grace that we may apply it into our lives. Lord, information and things that we'll learn, it would be nothing if it will not change us. And so, Lord, we ask that you'll be merciful and be gracious because I know you are. And we know that you're always guiding us. And if we allow ourselves to be submissive to you, we can see changes in our lives um, more than what we can imagine. And so we ask, dear Father, that you would bless this time that we have in Christ's name. Amen. Now, in North America, um, I, I did not live here for many years, but, uh, you know, as I doing research and, and also knowing the history, um, knowing the history, people are, people are deeply rooted in the concept of being free from something. Um, I think um, a lot of people would, would uh, take advantage of the things that would give them freedom, right? right? Uh, like even the history, we fought for freedom, and that's good. And a lot of people would also get, take advantage of freedom like in financial issues, okay? And I should say it is good as well. Um, a lot of people would take advantage of being free from obligations, right? They don't want like responsibilities and such. And I should say that is a thing that is not good. Traditions. Uh, many would say I would like to have freedom from traditions. Um, these are old things and we are now in the newer generation and that's why we will do things that are new. Um, uh, say goodbye to the past and here comes the new. And people would view that as a freedom from traditions. And also, uh, there are people who would uh, take advantage also in, when it comes to freedom and limits. Okay, I should say that, you know, they don't want restrictions in their lives. And that they would say, uh, you know, I, I'm tired of having these restrictions. Uh, how many of you have restrictions when you're doing the drive, driving? Mm, I have. 
I can't drive without my glasses, so it's illegal for me to drive without my glasses. Um, but uh, but a lot of people would just you know throw that and and would just you know don't want to have these limitations. And also there we can see people that have they don't have. Uh, they want to have freedoms in laws, and even to those who are in, in authority, they don't want to be subject to authority. And throughout the time, you can see that that's you know, how people pursue it, freedom from something. Many people would think that freedom from these things is enough to make life satisfying or fulfilling in order for you to live a satisfactory or fulfilling life satisfied life you would have should have this freedom and um, many people would buy in this lies and in all this thing but is it really true freedom if we really try to investigate or see these things now in the book of exodus uh, god's hand he actually mentioned that god's god displayed his strong and mighty hand by his mighty hand by his strong hands uh, he delivered his people from the slavery to pharaoh however this is not the only reason why god gave them freedom Right? We all know the story, and I will you know, not reiterate or say something with, with the events because we know the story. God led them out from the bondage and from the slavery to, uh, to Pharaoh. And he set them free, not because, you, okay, uh, like for example, okay, now I led you out from Egypt. Okay, from Egypt. And then I let you out from the bondage. And there you go. Go and do whatever you want. But the account and the event that happened here is not actually that way. He set them free so that they would become his. It is actually a transfer of ownership. They're, for 400 years, they were in the hands of Pharaoh. Their, uh, Pharaoh viewed them as um, possession. Their, Pharaoh owned them. And by God, in his strong and mighty hand, he delivered them out from that bondage. And they're now his possession. And that's what we're trying to point it out here. True freedom is only found only in the willingness to submit to God. We have also accounts in the New Testament that we can say, you know, the apostles and Peter, the, um, Paul, called themselves servants. It's a paradox, I should say. That the true freedom can be taken or can, can be experienced by putting ourselves in surrendering our lives or subject to the authority of God. 
because God did not created us without purpose or just a purpose of doing your own thing. God created us for His pleasure and for His glory. And that's why if this life we live is apart from submitting or surrendering our life to God, then our life would be meaningless. Our life would be, you know, um, come what may and just no direction whatsoever and there's no eternal value to it because you can, you can do your own thing here and after that what happened right so true freedom is found only in the willing submission to god so god created us for his uh, glory alone now in our study this morning we will learn um we will learn that god's freedom is different of what the world is trying to teach us okay so first one that we can see in the passage that we have read um, god gave freedom for us first one is to serve him okay so let's in verse 16 here and thou shalt say unto him and the lord god of the hebrews and hath sent me unto thee saying let my people go the sentence doesn't stop there okay let my people go that they may serve me look into me in another pas uh, passage because it's actually repeated um five times in this story uh verse one of chapter eight and the Lord spake unto Moses, Go unto Pharaoh, and say unto him, Thus saith the Lord, Let my people go, that they may serve me. Another instance that it occurred, it's in verse 20 of chapter, uh, of chapter 8. And the Lord said unto Moses, Rise up early in the morning, and stand before Pharaoh. Lo, lo he cometh forth to the water, and say unto him, Thus saith the Lord, let my people go that they may serve me in another instance that we can see this a sentence also in verse 1 of chapter 9 chapter 9 verse 1 then the lord said unto moses go in unto pharaoh and tell him thus saith the lord god of the hebrews let my people go that they may serve me and the last one here is in verse 13 of the same chapter. And the Lord said unto Moses, Rise up early in the morning and stand before Pharaoh and say unto him, Thus saith the Lord, God of the Hebrews, Let my people go, that they may serve me. And it is the reason why God had showed mercy and it's through his mighty hand. And he revealed who he, wa who he is in the sight of, this, of the Hebrews. And how he delivered them out with, with a mighty hand and miracles after miracles and after miracles. Why? It is because that so that they can be freed just from the bondage? That's it? No. But the purpose of God, while they called or they get them, they they took them out 
from that bondage is for his people to serve him. And that principle, actually, it's, you, can see that also in the, uh, you can see that also in the New Testament, isn't it? God brought us out from slavery. And that's why we, we have this, you know, um, I should say, um, quotation. Um, I remember when I was first year in my Bible college, in our classroom, there's a print. Um, so every time you sit uh, in, in the chair, you would always say, uh, see this because it's the top of the, the uh, whiteboard. So it says there, save to serve. We are saved to serve the one who created us. And that's what God wants in our lives. We, we, God led us or saved us from the bondage and slavery of sin, not because so that we can do our own thing, but to be a servant to him, but to be a servant. Um, if you go into different letters of the Apostle Paul, he always uh, said to himself that he is the servant of Jesus Christ. Okay, so we are to be called to be to we are called out to serve him with all our hearts. Now the second thing that we learn from this story in the book of Exodus is God gave freedom for us to trust him. Now this is one of the of the I should say Areas wherein God tested his people whether he would, they would trust his word and obey him or they would go against him. Now look, at to me in, look with me in chapter 14. Exodus chapter 14, um, beginning from verse 13 down to verse 15. Chapter 14, verses 13 to 15. And Moses said unto the people, Fear ye not, stand still, and see the salvation of the Lord, which he will show to you today. For the Egyptians whom ye have seen today, ye shall see them again no more forever. The Lord shall fight for you, and ye shall hold your peace and the Lord said unto Moses, Wherefore criest thou unto me? Speak unto the, Lord, unto the children of Israel that they go forward. Now, I don't know about you, but when I, every time I read this, it's like, wow, this is something that it's really beyond of, of uh, things that I have to do. Like, for example, if you can imagine that they are standing in the midst of this vast area of wilderness facing the Red Sea. And at the back, they can see the hungry um, soldiers, chariots of, of, of Pharaoh willing to kill them in an instant. 
but what God told them, you know, is like, go forward. And can you imagine if you're there, what do you mean go forward? Because God wants them, for them to trust him. If God is able to let them out or took them out from slavery, he will do it even along the way. Isn't not that the promise of God? He will be with us along all along the way. It's not just for once. It's not just for twice. But in every step of our way, he will be there. But our challenge for us in our, life, in our lives that, that we should always be trusting in him. That these people experience the miraculous work of God in their lives. That, you know, no one ever happened in, in the group of, kind of a group of people that uh, uh, experienced this kind. And uh, no Filipino, no Americans have experienced no Canadians have experienced this, to walk in the dry land in a, in a Red Sea. Another instance also in Exodus chapter 15, verse 22. Um, it says here that Moses brought Israel from the Red Sea, and they went out into the wilderness of Shur. And they went three days in the wilderness and found no water. Now there's another instance. But because, uh, instead of trusting the Lord, they have just witnessed one of the biggest miracles that happened in their life. They, they crossed the Red Sea in the dry land, but here now, after walking three, three days, after walking three days, no water, the first thing that they do, that they, they do, that they did is to murmur against God. You know, if we find ourselves like, oh, this, this group of people is, is worse. They are worse. But also, if you try to really you know, communicate it to our lives, we've been there as well, right? We've been there, and most of the time that, like, you have witnessed the provision of God in, in the, you have witnessed the provision of God in the, in the past, and as you go along the way, another thing that comes up, God tested you in, um, in your trust in Him, and then, we find ourselves murmuring and complaining of our situation as well. Oh, what happened there in the past? Here, people, the people of Israel and the children of Israel forgot, forget what God have done in their lives. But God led us out here in this wilderness and for sure, God will continually lead them to the promised land that he had promised to them. But all they need to do is to trust. 
this is also our challenge to be always trusting in him you know uh, i know that most of you are working right and probably we would and uh this is always my my uh i don't know my cry probably uh that uh many many parents or many people would would really see your training in bible college is you know it's just a waste of money it's just a waste of time you know there's a lot of things that you would do to make more money but why come here and i should say that's also one of the thing that god is is working in your life that we should trust him whatever comes uh, whatever testing that comes in our lives we should trust the lord because that's what god wants us to to do god freed us you know god displayed his his mighty hands in our lives he did miraculous things in our lives god provided god preserved our lives you know god did everything to prove his love to prove that he is able to you know sustain us along the way not just to take us out from slavery of sin but all along the way he can carry us through but all we need to do is to trust him trust him the third one and this would be the last god gave freedom not just to serve him not just to trust him but also for us to be holy for us to be holy now the word holy uh, sometimes it is you know misunderstood but the word holy is basically mean to set apart to you know when um it's amazing how would people would say uh holy land like what there's a mysterious thing that happened there it's like ooh it's uh <laughs> when you go there in a holy land it there's like something would happen to you um no it's it's something that it's set apart god god gave them that land and uh, you know god gave us a command also to live a holy life um we should be holy um um because he himself is holy as well look with me in verse uh chapter 19 it is before when the lord gave the 10 commandments and god remember um uh, you know god reiterate to them and let them and reminded them what god has done in their life in verse 4 of chapter 19 ye have see, seen what i did unto the egyptians and how i bear you on eagles wings and brought you unto myself now therefore if you will obey my voice indeed and keep my covenant then ye shall be a peculiar treasure unto me above all people for all the earth is mine and ye shall be unto me a kingdom of priests and an holy nation these are the words of uh, words which thou shalt speak unto the children of israel 
And Moses came and called for the elders of the people and laid before their faces all these, these words which the Lord commanded him. And all the people answered together and said, Oh, that the Lord hath spoken, we will do. And Moses returned, returned the words of the people unto the Lord. Now, this instance here is, for me, it's like a kind of a vow, right? God said his vow to his people, and the people said also that all the things that God, you know, gave all the things that God will say, we will do. It's an exchange of vow. I, I mentioned it to you that it's kind of a picture of marriage here, that they would come into a covenant. It's a display of a marriage here. And, and what God wants them to do, the reason why he mentioned in verse 4, he led them, uh, he led, he led them out from that bondage, out from the Egyptians, and out from the slavery to Pharaoh, is for them to live a separated life, a holy life for the Lord. And you will know, even when they entered into the, before they entered into the land, God gave them warning already that you should not live your life the same with other people throughout the, the land. And that's why they, they, it is important command of the Lord that they should, uh, you know, when, when, when you go there, you should, you know, not, not you should um, kill all the inhabitants of the land. Um, there's another preaching with regards to that. Uh, a lot of people would question, oh, why is God, you know, wanted to kill all? Is he not the God of the, you know, the God of love? Why is he wanting to kill all people there? Um, we can raise another question there, but God wants them to live a separate life, a different life. And it's the same for you and me as well. When God, you know, gave us life eternal, salvation, God wants us to live for Him only. Not for our own selves, not for the world, not for anything else, but for Him only. If God really gives us true freedom, you know, the question for us this morning, and I'm closing with this, why then do so many Christians live as though they are still in the bondage? Did God really give us freedom? Out from this slavery, slavery of sin? Yes, we do. Then why do so many Christians live as though they live? Uh, live their lives is still in bondage. Remember, it's always repeated. I think 10 times happened in Exodus and even in the book of Numbers. And oftentimes, God tested their faith in Him. What they're usually, what the things that they usually did. They provoke God or even murmur against God. And why is that happening? I suggest that it is, there's no willingness in submission to God's authority. And as, we, as I said before, true freedom is found only in the willingness to submit to God's authority. 
And we refuse, and there's a lot of Christians that refuse to, to obey God, even, and then they refuse to obey God and clinging in their own lives. You know, um, the people of Israel say, it's better for us to, be, to live there in Egypt. Why you want there? Because God take you out already there. But you can see in the lives of the Israelites, they want always to go back. But it's not the reason why God freed us from sin. And I think the key for us to be able to be submitted to God, one answer is that in Romans 12, 1 and 2, that we should give our body to the Lord. Because this is body is his right totally submission and surrendered life cannot happen if we are not given our entire lives to him i'm not just saying the body so use this body for the glory of god use our lives for the glory of god another principle that we can see in one of the letters of the apostle paul is in ephesians chapter 4 verses 22 to 24, he mentioned there, uh, I should say, the, the uh, three steps or three things that we should do. We should put off, and he said, verse 23, renew, and in verse 24, put on. Put away or put off all the things that, you know, would hinder you in in following the Lord and being submissive to Him. And when renewing our minds, and also He mentioned in, in Philippians chapter 4, verse 8, that we should always think on the things that are lovely, pure, you know, good, good report, and all these things that we should renew our mind and also put on um, the things that are godly in His sight. Now, I want to read that uh, passage to you. In Ephesians chapter 4, verses 22. Ephesians chapter 4, verses 22 to 24. That ye put off concerning the former conversation, the old man which is corrupt according to the deceitful lusts, and be renewed in the spirit of your mind, and that ye may put on the new man which after God is created in righteousness and true holiness. And that's the key there. That we should give our lives to Him. We should give our bodies to Him. And we should also let the Lord, you know, renew our mind with, with His Word. You know, with His Word. When he mentioned whatsoever things are true, honest, I believe he's referring it to the word of God. And even the things that, you know, God has wants to do in our lives in, in, in a righteousness in a righteousness sake. And so did God just free us from the slavery of sin and just to do our own do the things that we want us to do? No. God gave us freedom so that we can serve Him. God gave us freedom so that we can trust Him. And God 
gave us freedom for us to live a life that is holy and, and uh, sanctified for Him. Uh, let us pray for, for the preaching of the word. Father, we thank you for, for your word and how you have uh, taught us with, with a lot of things, and especially with, with submitting our life and surrendering our life to you. Lord, we ask that you will help us to uh, be always be constant in serving you and to be trusting in you and to live a life that is holy and separated for you. Lord, we ask that you will also give us the strength that we may be able to, to do the right thing for your glory and honor. Lord, give us the grace. Give us power because you have promised that you would always give us grace. And so work in our lives, dear Lord, so that we can experience true freedom in our lives and that we can live our entire life here in this world in total submission to you. So we ask, dear Lord, that you guide us along the way. In Christ's name we pray. Amen.